Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start. Okay, we're uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and it's it's been a day. Emily's dog Harriet, who co-hosted the show one time with us, had some run-ins with a dead squirrel today. Uh, looks like Boris Johnson's going to win another election in the UK. Uh, the president sent off. Uh, over a hundred tweets like this morning, including mm. at least one where he, not for the first time in his life, uh, attacked a 16-year-old with Asperger syndrome. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's it's been a day. Yeah. Uh, but but at least at the end of it, we we can get together to discuss something that's on our minds, and and as is often the case. Uh, Pierce, you are are bringing us this week's topic. Content, yes, yes. I I was actually on one of uh, my what has become one of my favorite websites, especially in this time of the death of my former favorite websites and a kind of soft to hard ban on uh, Gizmodo related sites. But I was on Kotkey.org, um, which bills itself as home of fine hypertext products. And on that, they he had a link to another article by what was the the, the person's name? Anil Dash, who is like a, a relatively uh, is he's like a tech blogger with you know some level of notoriety. If you yeah are into that sort of thing, and it, it, Mr. Dash put together he's a, a, a he a thinker, and he really did put together a, a thoughtful blog about the internet of today versus maybe the internet of yesteryear versus and in the context of things like instagram and i believe that the the actual title of this blog is it's kind of quippy but it it speaks to kind of the the slow well i i'm varying them but uh it's quote lincoln bio end quote is a slow knife now, Lincoln Bio, for those of you who aren't Macs, uh, who, who do use social media a lot, is, is very much a Instagram term. And in Instagram, you, you can't just post links willy-nilly. You can post one link on your – it's actually your profile. It's not actually your, your bio. I've, I've definitely seen that criticized before. Um, there's, no, there's no bio, but it's, it's the term that's used on Instagram. And under your profile information, your followers, your posts, um, how many people you're following, you can put some information, some maybe biographical information, but your profile information, and your link of choice. Yes. And he unravels uh, why this is not so, you know – it's not nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's something that is kind of second nature if you are a frequent Instagram user, which is that you get 
one link for the entirety of the site. You don't get to put like one link per post. It is one link. You get to send people out to the world outside of Instagram one time. That's it. So, you know, it, it it's become a thing where, uh, you know, like cooking sites will send there's become there's sprung up sort of like a whole economy now of uh what i guess you maybe would call tech companies or tech adjacent companies that exist to make that link something where you can send people out to several other places so like the new york times cooking landing page Mm -hmm. from instagram will take you to a place that has like all of the things that they've been posting on Instagram recently. So, but they have to do that because Instagram gives you one shot to take someone off of the app. Yeah. Essentially. And the first time I encountered it was, was food 52, which is really Mm -hmm. as, as a brief aside, is just an incredible force. And it went from just basically recipe sharing and some blogs to something more than that. In part, I think it was helped by there's, you basically click on the link and it goes to another grid, some service, some application, and you click on the pictures there and it takes you to whatever that article, that video, longer video, that um, other I don't know, recipe is. Um, that's the first place I saw it. So there's, there's kind of an app within an app there that can right. take you to the, the, their, their sites. Um, and, and I think that this, this, having this one link in just uh, Dash here, um, he says, oh, this is great. I only have one. But Max, he definitely portrays it as something maybe more nefarious. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear that Instagram is tracking, you know, how much content you're consuming from Instagram, but they want to keep you on Instagram. So I guess they want to just limit your ability to send people out of Instagram. Is mm-hmm. that that's more or less what it is? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'll rather than us just sort of talking around what he says, let's let's use his words. For a closed system, those kinds of open connections, links out, are deeply dangerous. If anyone on Instagram can just link to any old store on the web, how can Instagram, meaning Facebook, Instagram's increasingly overbearing owner, tightly control commerce on its platform? If Instagram users could post links willy-nilly, they might even be able to connect directly to their users, getting their email addresses or finding other ways to communicate with them. And here's the here's the important real thrust of the article. Links represent a threat to closed systems. Instagram is nothing if not a closed system. So <clears throat> you, you're dealing with competing sets of priorities, as is so often the case on the Internet. You know, you, a person who is out, you know, looking around – Instagram sees something interesting and maybe you want to go explore it more but Instagram which he correctly notes means Facebook really doesn't want you to do that they want you to stay on Instagram because the more time you spend there the more advertising dollars they can pull in 
and and I think to that point of of the closed systems versus, and we'll get to it, the the open system idea of, of the world wide web is that um, you know Facebook owns Instagram, owns WhatsApp. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they own a bunch of other stuff. I, uh, so it was just announced today that if you get an Oculus, you're going to have to sign in with your Facebook credentials. So, uh, you know, they own these closed systems. So you think that you're going out into something different with links to pictures on Instagram or your WhatsApp groups. But really, you're still under their umbrella of, of things. But I would say with the closed system – one of the reasons I think that we are we find them appealing is they optimize, and I know we use that word a lot, but they optimize and, and really make easier some of the interactions. I mean, that's what social media is in a lot of ways. It's, it's taking the power of the internet and making it easy on you, the user, to connect with people for whatever reasons you want to do that. It's theoretically easier to consume. It's organized mm-hmm. in such a way that's yeah, that theoretically easier to consume it's very easy to mindlessly scroll through i think all, pretty much all the social media platforms all the ones yeah. that i'm familiar with you can just kind of consume the content mm-hmm. what that means <laughs> on a deeper level i think sean has some opinions but it's yeah well the theoretical idea what will it surprise anyone either the two of you or whoever is listening to this to uh to know that i think this is a silly and bad thing and it is an example of Facebook yet again snitching on itself. Uh, you know, we we all remember the the Halcyon days when, uh, you know, a fresh faced young robot named Mark Zuckerberg talked to us about how Facebook was all about connecting people and mm-hmm. and making the world a more open place. Keeping people in one place is literally the polar fucking opposite of that. Yeah. It's, you know, and I will grant within that that Mark Zuckerberg did not develop Instagram. Instagram started as a separate business outside of Facebook. Um, But as it's grown and and melded into, I mean, arguably uh, a more a more important part in terms of user engagement of Facebook's holdings than Facebook itself. Like, you know, you'd think that maybe they would have adapted some of that, but like the, the whole point, and and this is something that dash references in the article of the internet was at, at its, at least at its founding was basically a collection of links. It was, yeah, for lack of a <laughs> to keep saying link over and over again but it was linking all of the web pages to each other yeah and and, it, it, and making making the what we now know as the internet but what was kind of more commonly referred to as the world wide web like a big encyclopedia that had everything yes. in it yes and and one I guess you'd call it a factoid in there that blew me away, and I think it did for all of us, is the the fact that hyperlinks were originally supposed to be uh, two-way. Mm-hmm. So if your page was linked in other places, you'd see you know, all the times it had been linked to you, um, and, and not just if you linked to something, you can see the 
origin. And, and I the when you're reading a, a blog or whatever it is, and it's linked to other stuff, that's that's really an incredible tool because you have a digital trail of of what is being talked about. You see the references. One thing that is whenever you read a novel or whatever else uh, that is infuriating is they're mentioning something, they're alluding to it, and they may even call it out, but you can't really go to that thing. You just have to know it. One of the nice things about the internet is that you, if you don't know it, that's okay because it very well might be cited there. Um, you know, all those MLA citations that you had to do in high school, and, and then you're not even really getting the text. You're You're just... It's, hey, if you go to your local library, you can see it here. Well, your local library is now a click away, um, so to so to speak. And, and that's beautiful, and you can't do that on these closed systems. But I, I, so I'm not saying that these are necessarily good or bad. I, Max, I guess I'm interested because I know before this, I think Dash comes off here saying like, he he doesn't say he's thinking he's not being Pollyanna. He says, and he's not saying that before was perfect, but this is kind of dangerous the way that these um, uh, that Instagram is working. But maybe you didn't see it as doomsday esque as he did. I mean, I I'd say it's definitely not a good thing, but it's also nothing new. Um, like I said, I mean, I think the internet is becoming more and more full of closed systems, whether it's the Apple Store allowing you to download the apps that are available to your iPhone, or it's Google controlling what you consume through Google Chrome, or what you what you can really get to by typing in what you believe is a is a URL, but may actually be Google search terms into a search bar. I mean, they're they're kind of controlling where you're going on the internet, and I think it's. It's somewhat of a bad thing, but I don't know. I mean, it's also kind of natural. It's the natural um, formation of the internet. I think it's a bad thing in the sense that when you can, when you're controlling where people are going and where the natural flow of traffic is going, it's probably going to eventually point people, if it doesn't already, to things that are more well funded, which yeah. is the same with you see sponsored results in Google. And that harms, you know. I think there's a, I think there's this thought that the internet is this place where anyone can succeed. There's this the, the internet dream, if you will, of like, oh, you can t- start a tiny little blog and get popular. And I mean, that's that becomes harder and harder to do as the internet becomes more, more and more closed systems. I mean, we sure. see it every day with the, you know, inability to get an app because I believe the newest Mac OS just made it so you can't use what certain apps that aren't. Um, approved by them essentially i mean that impacted yeah, us directly it's a, right it's a, a certain framework it's like 32 bit versus 60 board it's whatever mm, okay. it's techie stuff but like yeah I, I think the apple store is perhaps a more more of a closely aligned example of this than google because google obviously is a gigantic mega corporation that really above all else is an advertising company and you know, they want all of your data about mm-hmm. where you're going, the things you search for, where you spend your time. But even if they have the power to keep you from getting places, ultimately, they don't necessarily seem to want to keep you from doing that. They just want a, they want a little taste of the action on the way. And so, like, I, I, I don't know. That... That seems to me 
it, it's harder to spot. It, it's harder to spot as a regular web user, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But it also that typically seems to correspond with kind of more insidious and and potentially dangerous. So, but like, so he, I don't know. I don't know. So if here's I agree the. Here's the big differentiator I see. So, so you mentioned, very, you know, kind of briefly there that, um, you know, Google is okay with you going wherever. The more places you go, the more online retailers you go, the more websites you go to, the better and better picture Google gets of you. The more data, and they can, you yes. know, connect all those things and get a real picture. Don't I know it? As as you well said. Google is different because it's letting you go all these places. It's more open. Um, it's very different than an application. You you have to log into the application. You're kind of saying uh, – you're not kind of saying. You are saying, hey, I am entering your space. You don't necessarily have to do that to use Google, but Google still has a sense of who you, yes. you are. And and you don't know that you've made – you don't necessarily – you're not as – you're not as aware that you have made this pact with Google that they are going to track you the whole way. So I, I think of this this – you know these apps, Instagram or Facebook. They're in some ways, and this, yeah, I'm not going to qualify. They are more honest because you are entering a closed space and you you are agreeing to it in a more direct way. Whereas what Google is doing is with things like sp- sponsored posts or you know raising something to the top. You don't realize that there is some kind of prioritization that they're doing. Um, whereas so, Instagram, it's reasonable for you to understand that, yes, I have agreed to be part of this closed system where they have control. So I have a couple thoughts on that. One is that Google Google at its core, Google is not a closed system. Google's interest is in getting you where you want to go as long as they know who you are and where you went and how long you spent there and where you went after that. Um, I, I think – I think you could make an argument that the real the real Pollyanna ar- argument is not you know that we must go back to the old web and the old web was perfect and there was nothing harmful but that uh, that what Google is doing is particularly insidious or well hidden. I I don't I think particularly for younger people like I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure my experience is warped by the fact that I spent four years working in digital advertising, a lot of which was based around Google. But, like, that shit is marked with the word ad. Like, to a certain extent, if you can't figure yeah. out that that's an ad, that's on you. And that and that happens on Amazon, too. And you, you pay to be one of their featured toys. And I, I, I get it, that. But it, well, so, we're, we're not the average consumer. Sure, but what I guess what I'm getting at is no matter whether you are intimately familiar with the actual formula that makes the all-powerful Google algorithm that determines how they spit search results back to you or not, you typically, I, I don't know, I do think that at least of a certain generation, the average web consumer has some idea that Google is doing some ordering that they're that they're yeah. determining it somehow like I, I don't think that I don't think that if you picked someone off the street and said hey do you know that 
Google determines the order of the search results to come back on a Google page, they would look back at you like you had two heads. They'd be like, yeah, of course I fucking know that. So I, I, I don't, I, I, re- I really don't know. I, I just spent sure. some time in the Minneapolis airport uh, two days ago and listening to conversations of people and, and what they're talking about. They're very different things than we're talking about. Um, and I just think of the people who actually use Facebook, which which I, the, I think is more the, the average consumer, and they might not be as aware. Now, the, the way that you protect them and educate them is probably at the level of their representatives, and I would say that our current representation has said in a lot of ways we we want more of a a closed internet um stuff against net neutrality uh and also they are often very old people that i don't think know how to use the internet very well um and if you ask them you know are these church results changed in any way they they don't know very much about it so that's why i keep harping on the generation thing because the core population of Facebook demographically I think is very different from the core population of Instagram. I think that the core population of Instagram and and I I don't I don't know this. This is this is speculation. This is just conjecture. me this is conjecture. But I, I, I'm I'm willing to place a, a speculative wager that the core population of Instagram has its eyes a little more open to the fact that even with something like Google, you are tacitly making a deal every time you search for something or every time you visit a web page. Like, they're more likely to understand that the product is them, as so many people love to say. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so I, I think that that I think that that factors in a lot. Yeah, and I, I do think that again, you know, the I'll defend Instagram a little bit here because I do think that it is very it is more clear the difference between something that is your friends posting or someone you follow versus an advertisement. Sometimes they post things as like, "Hey, do you remember seeing this ad two days ago?" I get those pretty frequently. I usually skip by them. I've never but, gotten that before in right, well, my entire I, Instagramming I, life. Well, I I'm get intrigued. them, and and it's and it's an awareness of like, hey, you're yeah. getting ads, and they also you put it'll have at the top of the photo if it was you know sponsored by whomever, and they are good about hashtagging ads and everything. That is where I I'd defend it, but I mean, also I don't, I I don't know if this, I don't know what the alternative it is. I mean, Max. Uh, you certainly lived with someone who who used DuckDuckGo, I think, um, and for a long time uh, did not have an Apple phone, and now does. I mean, is there is it reasonable to say that? Oh, yeah, I can skew all of this and and uh, and avoid the the Google, Facebook, Apple trap. I think you can for now, but I think it's getting dangerously close to not being able to do that because I think you're, you're going to start to limit people's accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Facebook f- logins make it not only accessible to get to things that you want, but I'm afraid they're going to start to be used to get to things that you need. Yeah. I fundamentally, I think we're basically already there. I, you know, 
before the Gizmodo Special Projects desk was dissolved out of spite, uh, out of private equity spite, uh, Cashmere Hill did a whole series about trying to uh, about like trying to disentangle herself from the the tech giants, the the three you mentioned, and also Amazon. Yeah. Um, and maybe she included, she might have included Microsoft too. Um, she did, she did. Okay, but she she wrote in great detail about the the lengths that she had to go to cut out even one of them individually, like to the level of having to install browser extensions and having to possibly get new devices and and do all of these things that your average everyday person just already can't do and the level to which it just kneecapped the entire uh internet experience i mean if you if you cut out amazon (laughs) you're you you may (laughs) the average consumer probably thinks oh no i can't go get toilet paper shipped to my house in two days no you've nuked the fucking world wide web for yourself because yeah. everything is it, it comes through aws Amazon was, yeah Amazon yeah i mean and, Go- and, and max Google you mentioned the same way yeah and max you yeah. mentioned it the the dns and we won't go through that now but one thing cashmere hill i believe did is she tracked and saw like where the traffic was going and if it went through google's uh method of doing that it wouldn't take her to to that link right um so i mean it's just it's kind of unavoidable and and in the end and i know we've spoken about this before the just you know this kind of idea of open versus closed aside at this point in time you need the internet like you need electricity it is a utility but it is not treated as as such your not only your access to it where you have to pay I mean, most people pay, I think, triple figures every month to get earned. Maybe they don't, but it's it's a hefty sum, and it's not based off of your your. I think that's only usage. if you bundle it with cable, right? Oh, I mean, mine is approaching that, and I don't wow. have it bundled with cable. Yeah, I, I, whatever. I mean, I have I have better internet, but the point is, is it's not based on. It's not like electricity or, or gas. You're not paying based by off of usage. usage, right? Yeah. And, and we also haven't even, you know, in, in talking about who is or isn't the typical consumer, we've totally ignored the countries where Internet access is not widespread. And, yeah. like, who who is taking on the job of providing Internet in those countries? Facebook. Yeah. Like, huh? they're, they're, you know, in those places, Facebook controls the Internet. And, yeah. that, and- that makes the entire Internet a closed system, which is bad. That is yes. really, really bad. And at least, well, not at least. So in in China and certain other Ooh. countries that are more authoritarian than ours, they're not qualified you, for this discussion. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, in certain countries, they really control what you do mm-hmm. on the internet, and that's from a state level. Right yes. now, we have this facade of we have control of what we access on the internet, but it's actually being controlled by companies and. Neither are good, and it's hard to say what is worse because, again, one, I know when I log on that things are limited, whereas I think I have choice, which is a very American thing to think you have a choice, to think you have options. And here we are. We don't. We really don't. 
it's the true modern version of the Horatio Alger story. Rags to riches, except the riches are not yours. They're Facebook and Google's. That's Yeah, that's right. That's right. Huzzah. Um, okay. Anybody want to chime in with some final thoughts before we move on? Max, how do we fix this? <laughs> I don't know. Record a podcast that you can find on one of Facebook and Google's many <laughs> podcasting app choices. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking you would say go go live in the woods for two weeks because I, I think that's what you're doing. I, I think it's possible for a lot of Americans to avoid it for now. I think maybe there's a lot there's power users in our bubble. I mean, we're in a closed system socioeconomically, and there's power users in our system that need all these things. I mean, I know people that aren't on these platforms. Um, and I think it's possible. Again, See, I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to get to the point where you literally need them, um, but to 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 function. Yeah, the idea like of a, being like not being on the platform is so that's that is exactly what they want. Like, no, I know if you watch think, like, any if you consume anything through the internet, you're you're using one of these right of these platforms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not having an Instagram account doesn't mean you are completely out from under facebook's thumb you are definitely not right but when you can use your facebook login to do your taxes we've got a bigger problem (laughs) yeah well yeah the way we do our taxes is already a pretty significant problem that i don't know if we've talked about before but that's you know oh i've done a i've done a lot of research on it We'll, we'll save it for a different time yes um the irs is already essentially doing your taxes for you anyway yeah that's another topic for another podcast, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Spotify, <laughs> any number of other things. And, you know, we, we post our links on Facebook, occasionally on Twitter. So, yeah, we're, we're certainly contributing to the problem as well. And my, so my, one, my one link in my bio is to our website. Hot dog. My, my shit, mine isn't even to our website. I don't what think I, I have a bio. Uh, yeah, because it's a profile. I'm being a poor brand ambassador. You know, to be fair, there is a bio. the The text where you describe yourself is, I believe, called the bio. Is that? I thought it was all. It's either that or it's like about me. Uh, what? Yeah, it's. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sure. The profile is the whole thing. Yeah. But that, again, neither neither here nor there. We we've. I think we've talked about what we need to talk about. So we should uh, wrap this up and move on to Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for today? Oh, well, um, so speaking of Instagram, this, this actually works much better than I anticipated. So speaking of Instagram, Instagram has this feature called stories. And I got in the habit recently. I did it twice. And I might do it again. Uh, but I've learned from it. Uh, of posting on Instagram a beautiful sign uh, in the the trash debris area that very clearly says for those living in my building this is recycling this is trash uh, if you have cardboard boxes take them down da- break them down and take them downstairs to the cardboard box room on the first floor so I walked in there one day and this is not the first time or the 20th time that it happened and there are a bunch of <laughs> there are a bunch of cardboard boxes that are not even broken down, not even in the recycling bin, just on the floor. So this is kind of funny, and I add the music feature so so Facebook and Instagram know what music I'm listening to. It's you know, very fun. This is the content uh, we love. 
Yeah. And then a couple days later, like just long enough so it wasn't part of the previous story, and they were definitely different boxes, it happens again. It happens again. There are a bunch of boxes, do the same video, showing the sign, and then the video. It was good content, I have to say. It was good content. No, it wasn't. Well, here's the problem. And this is why I'm apologizing. Not for flaming the individuals or whatever. I don't know who they were. Um, And it was wrong. And if I saw someone doing it, I would say something. But the thing that was wrong, and I'm not apologizing to individuals. I'm apologizing to the community. With the same effort that I spent putting those videos together, I should have taken the boxes down and broken them down and and done that. Because I do it all the time, and I'm happy to do it. It's kind of fun taking a knife or just ripping it apart and then breaking it down and putting it in there. It's it's a nice – it's a nice relief from from the yoke of these you know internet-based companies, these internet applications – um, and I didn't do that. Instead, I spent time using a platform to 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 poke at those folks. So, in future, I'm not necessarily going to stop doing this, but oh, maybe I will add or or just in general do the task of actually putting those boxes where they belong, as opposed to the people that do that service that they shouldn't have to do, um, making it so that they have one last thing to do. Um, can't do anything about people not learning. You can't expect people to be as reasonable as you think you are, but I can help my community out. So I'm sorry. How noble of you. How helpful. Uh okay. So we will uh we'll we'll close the show uh as we do with a big idea from pop culture and um let's see. What should we talk about today? Uh I've been uh I've been kind of finding things to fill my day with now that I am a student on break and have finished a semester of grad school. Uh but I also continue to be a wuss uh who generally gets f- very frightened by horror movies and and does not uh, in a way that does not lend itself to me wanting to watch those movies. Uh, but I happened upon a YouTube channel called Dead Meat. And their main product of sorts seems to be a series called The Kill Count, uh, where a snarky YouTube host uh, goes through horror and some action movies like Predator, uh like the whole Predator <laughs> franchise, really, uh, and, and kind of does a, a vaguely sort of mystery science theater 3000 sort of thing where they do kind of snarky commentary and analysis of all of the uh, all of the grisly deaths from those movies. And so I've been kind of living like the Nightmare on Elm Street series vicariously through that uh, this week, and I've, I've been enjoying it. So, you know... Hmm content creators gotta content create and they need eyeballs in their stuff if they wanna uh you know if if they want to make that a job which many people are are trying to do these days so you know if you're if you're inclined if you're a wuss like me uh but you're still a little curious uh take a spin to dead meat on youtube and check out some kill counts 
Uh, okay. On that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, those wonderful systems, at Pretty okay Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to our feed in your podcast app of choice. Uh, if you do that, thank you so much. Please do us one more favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about, a show, uh, about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We are still, I think, trying to figure out exactly what our schedule will be over the next several weeks as we're all traveling at various times. But uh, whatever... Whatever we come up with, we will make sure that you know about it somehow. So keep an eye on uh, on us wherever you do that, and we'll we'll keep you apprised. But we'll uh, at the very least we'll be back soon. And if for some reason we are not with you uh, before then, have a wonderful holiday. Hope you get to spend it with some people that you love. Uh, until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Yeah.